Alright Survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is a special non-numbered bonus episode of the show where we'll be giving our thoughts to the reveal of the next game in the series, Resident Evil Village. My name is Cyniac, you can just call me Cy, and joining me on the panel this week, Hubble Bubble Toil and Trouble, it's Moist Owlet, aka James. Hello! Oh, a London werewolf in America, it's Boy Wonder Adam Russell Reeves. Hello! And he did the mash! He did the monster mash! It's Fire Button Steve Valance. Hello! Well, uh, with the bonus episodes, we don't do news, we don't do anything like that. We go straight into the subjects, and uh, we've got a hell of a subject to talk about. Um, episode 24 is still on its way. We're going to be recording that as planned very soon. Um, but we knew Resident Well, we, when we, it seemed pretty clear that Resident Evil 8 reveal was coming, we thought, well, maybe cover it in the news if it's something minor. But uh, the, the announcement trailer that we got recently at the PlayStation 5 reveal um, stream, whatever you want to call it, not E3 presentation, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to take from that. So we're going to talk about it over the next hour. I think the best place to start was just to talk about what our first sort of reactions were to the trailer. So uh, let's start with Steve. What was your uh, what were your first thoughts looking at the not RE8 but is RE8 that is Resident Evil Village? I was very excited uh, at the time. I was stood in a car park in the cold and rain, waiting for a lift home. So it was a nice thing to see that I wasn't the only place in cold, desolate climes. No, <laughs> uh, no, I was very, very excited. Very excited. Fantastic. Uh, James, you and I were in a voice call, but so I sort of know, but let the people know, what was your reaction like to <laughs> Village? Yeah, so our reaction actually is all is on Twitter, on, mm. my, on, my, on, my, on my Twitter account, if you, want, you guys want to go check it out. Uh, it's the full reaction of uh, myself and Sai. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, oh, this is, this is weird. And then you just kept on saying, this is, this is it, this is it, this is, this is, this is it. You know, and I was like, oh, I'm not so sure. And then yeah, and then the werewolves and then the scary vampire ladies. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Yeah, because I think uh, literally um, two, three weeks ago, I was talking about can we have a – or we were all talking about can we have a, a Resident Evil in a colder climate and it mm. actually work and be spooky, and they've done it. Definitely. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's because of the leaks and the rumors that it was – I was like, oh, okay, this, is, this has got to be it. I've seen lots of like reveal uh, reaction videos from people that didn't follow the leaks or rumours, um, which is nice because a lot of them have no idea what they're looking at until the title comes up in the same way with um, that happened with Seven with Biohazard. It was just kind of that we knew that was the setting. Um, we heard the voice and I was like, yeah, that's Ethan. Uh, but yeah, they did a pretty good job in doing a, in, in a trailer that was vague enough up to a certain point. Uh, and Adam, what was your first reaction like to Village? Um, I, I thought it was kind of weird. Mm. <laughs> I I didn't not enjoy it. Um, so I'm I guess it just brings up. I'm I'm just more intrigued as to what the game will be like now. I'm like really intrigued. Probably the most intrigued I've been for a Resident Evil game because it seems so i mean obviously we had rumors where they were like there's werewolves and such right. and they're all like oh but it's it's super intriguing because yes. the, it seems like there's no parameters that's i don't know if that's the right word for this game for me now i don't even know what the regular enemy type will be <laughs> you know 
Mm. Will will it be werewolves? Will it be like weird villagers? Like, what's it gonna be? So I'm actually like, I'm kind of hype. Um, even though I like really don't know how to feel about it still because it's so left field for right. what? Definitely. Even Resident Evil Seven, which was kind of le- kind of left field, they've like leaned even harder into it. It seems. Mm. I think to compare, um, which is exciting. Yeah, definitely. I think to compare the two with Resident Evil Seven, the reaction to that would have been like, "Wow." This is crazy, but I'm so excited because it's it's different. And, you know, previous Resident Evil games, some of them have been received mixed to poorly. Obviously, we're following up on 6, which was uh, an entry where it felt like we kind of reached an end point here. And then 7 was a, a revitalization, whereas this is following on from um, some remakes and stuff. So so now the question more is, is yeah, what, what exactly are we looking at here? And you're right, like, there's, there's a total... Compared to 7, this is... Like, 7 was great. But this looks like something else entirely. Just an incredible uh, way to reveal a game, I thought. Uh, and yeah, many questions, including what even is the gameplay really going to be like? What is the enemy type going to be like? It looks a bit more action-packed-y, so maybe we're going that way. Beast Men, the rebel thing is real. It's crazy. <laughs> like, there's so much to unpack here. Um, I guess... <sighs> Let's start with the setting. Um Snow has something, it's been something that's appeared in Resident Evil a few times, um, but I never necessarily in a spooky entry. Resident Evil 6 is one of them, um, and it's in Revelations 1 a bit, but some of the more action-packed segments with, with Chris. So to see this kind of setting for me in a game that feels more horror-focused, even if it is a bit more action-y than 7, but this is definitely feels more like a horror game. Got all that sort of like the shots in the trailer of going through the dark, um, snowy forest. That's super cool. I'm very excited to that. Also because we, we've we had bits and pieces of Resident Evil outside, um, and it's always worked quite well. Revelations 2, the village parts in RE4. So I'm really down for more of that, especially with the... The, the power that the RE engine can bring to it. I, I felt like it was a fantastic setting. I, I know, James, you mentioned it as well. Um, is, is this perhaps the most hyped part of it all? For me, yeah. And I'm also just personally, I'm also a great fan of cold climates. Um, being a ginger, I do not like the sun. <laughs> right? <laughs> and But yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And, and at the same time, I know it, like in the trailer, it, it looked, you know, there was a lot of greys and whites, and that's what you're going to get with snow, but it still looked beautiful in a way. Mm. There was still a beauty there, um, which was so nice to see. Uh, and like, you got a vast kind of, um, uh, you got a vast view of, I'm pretty sure it was like the, your entire play field, like where we're going to be playing. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Like, which was so cool to see. You got, I think you got about three, four different views of that during the trailer. And that was awesome. Like to see that kind of, um, how should I say, Castlevania-esque mm. kind of, uh, yeah, this is where you're going to be. Good luck. And then it introduces you. And then the, yeah, the trailer ramps up and yeah, I loved every, every minute of that trailer. It, it really can I, we'll talk about it more later, but there, are, I do have some, some grievances, but it's not with the setting. Yeah, definitely. There's, um, I was talking to Steve about it just off mic. There's a sweeping shot right at the end before Village comes up, the title, um, that I've got as my wallpaper now just because it looks so, so incredible. Um, and yeah, it gives you a good idea potentially of what the size of the village is going to be. It might just be for trailer purposes, but uh, hopefully that's sort of what we're actually looking at a bit of an overview of the location there. Uh, and yeah, you're not wrong with Castlevania as it's been 
pretty much picked apart by everyone now, ourselves included, in the in the new video that I just put out yesterday, um, that the setting looks to be Romania, because uh, there's a, a a screenshot of the inventory screen and the currency that you'll be picking up, which is lei, which is the currency of Romania. So uh, yeah, leaning more into perhaps vampiric and, and monstery stuff there. Steve, how do you feel about the setting of Village? Unbelievably excited. Like, <laughs> I I can't even begin to fathom, like, how many survival horror games have avoided using the snowy woods at night. Like, I, I feel like Kalat, maybe, is the only one I can think of. And it's such a cool, <laughs> cool, cold snow. Yeah, okay. It's such an amazing <laughs> setting. Like, I, I, I always love, like, in real-life context, I used to, like, go... Like late at night when it was when it's snowy around where I lived, there's like a wood, or there was a wood, and I used to walk down there with my friends every like every night to go and do things. Uh, we we can't go into what those things were, uh, you know, naughty teenager things. But it was, <laughs> you know, that those that, that the kind of aesthetic and stuff always puts you on edge. And I love the fact that we're going there. Like a uh, rustic village in the snow is such a a new setting for Resident Evil because mm. we've had a village, but it's been let's walk in and shoot some Spanish people. Apparently, you know that's that's all Leon did. He didn't we didn't really take in the um, the atmosphere in four, whereas this is clearly atmosphere first. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. If, if even if the complete game is toilet, the setting is amazing already. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although I do question what how exactly you could pirate games from a snowy forest steve but that's uh... <laughs> adam what did you think of uh the snowy village of resident evil village um very cool very interesting lots of um abilities for scariness mm. um i was intrigued because they've said that they that they're working on resident evil 4 and this i mean right, yeah. you know village overlooked by a big castle is is Resident Evil 4. So, like, how are they going to make Resident Evil 4 different in its aesthetic? Obviously, it will not be snowy, but it's very interesting to see that sort of almost exact location again. So, uh, I'm interested, but I'm more interested about 8, as I've already said, or Village, yeah. we should say. They, they said it's not called Resident Evil 8. Um, so yeah, I, I think there can be a lot of cool um cool features with this. As long as we're not like hammering L and R to run away from like <laughs> snow drifts or whatever, then I'll be <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah. No, there's like yeah, there's some stuff to unpack there, definitely. And also what's so cool about this is that since we've been a podcast, we've the new games we've been able to talk about are remakes. And the remakes are great. Um, and they were fun to talk about, but there was something uh, special about the, a brand new game here um, and being able to dissect that. Um, this is what I've kind of been wanting, you know, about everyone's talking about what games they want remade next. But the reaction to this and everyone being, I mean, I've, yeah, there have been detractors and people who aren't sure, admittedly, and, and all kinds of different reaction. But I've seen a lot of overwhelmingly positive stuff. And that's kind of what I was hoping for. That's kind of what I was looking for. Um, it's nice to be excited and speculate about something new. And you're right, like the RE4 rumour thing, very strange, because this game has a lot of Resident Evil 4 in it already. We haven't even seen that much, and there's already lots of comparisons to RE4. Yeah, the, the, the inventory, mm. like the large kind of attache case feel to it, where it, things have different shapes and, you know, so... And, and currency, that means... 
will we have a merchant? You know, like it's it's a lot to think about. I have theories. Please let the, <laughs> let the theories fly. Let, let's come off the leash a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I think this is a, either a follow up or a prequel to the remake four. It can't be though. They've already said that it's after seven. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a follow up. <laughs> Right. Okay. Because they said because they said they are they are reimagining it, right? Mm -hmm. So and you're seeing stuff that is very similar to RE4. Um, I'm not saying it's a direct like, you know, they're changing where the village is and stuff, right? But I think (laughs) it's not mind blowing at all. (laughs) But I think that I think that this may be another experiment or another thing that went wrong in Eastern Europe as it did in Western Europe, right? And it's, you know, it's gone a different direction. And I think with the, I think they're going to try and tie that up with a remake for. Quite possibly. There's definitely some interesting parallels there with, you know, four and the sort of cult-like thing going on with Plagas. And we clearly have some kind of cult, a cult cult. Uh, um, But I don't know what exactly, it's hard to tell what, they're after what they're doing. We got I, this. I want to throw my symbol. two cents in. Go here. for it. So, much like the Omen, I mean, that's an old movie. I don't know if any of you have watched. I mean, I'm assuming like some of you have watched it. But I think that this, given the symbolism shown, I think this is a cult about protecting a child because mm. we see like a, a weird fetus type thing, and there's a baby in the in the game sh- play that we've we've seen i think that it's about raising this child as like the future of whatever like this weird scary molded child that is ethan and mia's child mm. you got to think you know that that child I'm on board with that. um you know the parents have both been infected by this crazy ability to heal and stuff like that which might be something that people want including this cult so I could very much see that being a case. So I think that would be a really cool story that we haven't seen before. And, mm. You know, Resident Evil often has centered around children, which is kind of weird, right. but they've done it a few times. Yeah. And it would be very interested to see, like, this. And it would be a good reasoning for the villagers to, to also... We've seen friendly ones, but it would be interesting to see, like, the cult side of that and then be hostile to you because... They're basically like, no, this is like our kid now. And Ethan's like, I got to get my kid. Yeah. Yeah. I I do wonder if the sort of like creepy cult of mysterious witch like ladies. um, Yeah. They're they're like hoarding over this village of people and any children that are born in this village, they want them for their whatever purpose to try something Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. You know, something like that, some kind of vessel sort of spooky nonsense. Um, when, and that would explain why you've got friendly NPCs. Sorry. <laughs> Go for it. When, when the vampire lady, because you just got my mind going now. Um, so when the vampire lady is smelling Ethan, mm. maybe she's smelling the blood of this future chosen child. Mm. And that yeah. she can, she's predicting, you know, and that's why they, they might be protectors, potentially. Of, I don't know if she's just smelling though. She has she has <laughs> blood around her mouth. Mm. 
I think she's doing a sneaky little taste Some as well. Have a little taste, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is true. This is true. I mean, this is the, the the brilliance of the trailer is just how they showed so many bits and pieces like this, and there's so much we haven't even touched on. Yeah, it's so vague as well. So much room to speculate. Come August, yeah, there's nothing. We'll, we'll know more, but there's nothing to gr- to to grasp onto because it's so unfamiliar it's such unfamiliar territory Mm. even for resident evil that it's just like really all we can do is speculate there's no there's really nothing concrete yeah um which is which is great i mean that makes it exciting yeah exactly and that and that's the beauty of um speculating and and having the reveal of a brand new game as opposed to a remake somewhat i think that the 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 child thing obviously is going to be a big part of it i mean it opens with that story about the Mia's telling the story about the kid being getting lost or whatever, running off. I think that's going to be a prevailing theme. If the rumour is that this game was a Revelations 3 that Capcom liked so much that they decided to make it Resident Evil 8, um, then those that would make sense as well because those first few Resident Revelations games are about... Um, they're attached to sort of stories and stuff. Uh, so to perhaps there's something going on with that here. There's, yeah, there's so much room. Let's let's talk about sort of like the characters and stuff. We talked about the witches. Um, Steve, is there any particular characters that grab your interest the most that you'd like to know the most about? Uh, that would be Bleeding Head Wound Man and Young Girl with the Ponytail, whose names <laughs> are currently unknown. unknown. Right, uh, like most characters. They, yeah, they, they get a lot more screen time in the trailer than anybody, like mm. even the villains and stuff, but they don't mm. seem to do anything. Uh, but they also don't seem to be like outright trying to kill Ethan, or at least they seem to be on the side of the angels rather than the side of the devils. So right. Uh, and I'm curious about them because they, obviously they, they, they've they been living in this village. They're wearing the same attire. It's uh, 2020 and they're dressed like it's the 1800s still. So <laughs> why? Hmm. Uh, you know, that, that intrigues me. Like if there's people who are quote unquote sane in this insane situation, I want to know why. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, Ethan... Still seems to have the same reaction he always does, which is what the f? Uh, anything? Uh, um, that the old guy with the shotgun is like, don't shoot. What the f-? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I very much enjoying that. The, the villains, like uh, vampire lady, seems creepy, but I can't really say much other than that she has a fancy hat. Uh, <laughs> I do like sunglasses man, who um, has allegedly Daniel Fabron because they both mm. wear the John Lennon round disc glasses. Uh, I like the fact that he's. Clearly, not as unwell as the rest of them, but he is scarred up to hell and back if you look at his face closely. But he seems totally fine about the situation, considering that smile. Um, uh, big wise, though, obviously there's the main character, but I feel like that is that a separate plot point are we talking about, or you know? Well, yeah, I think we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go yeah. into that just yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that couple. I don't know if they're like a married couple or something like that. But I like it in the trailer. You definitely got a sense of some of their emotion because they're very paranoid and very jumpy. Like he's pointing a gun at Ethan, probably I don't know, like twice at two different points in the trailer or something, um, and, and clearly looking worried about stuff going on. So yeah, some some oppressive paranoia sort of emotions going on in that. Um, and as for for Bron, that would be uh, if that's the case, that would be a amazing and b totally wild that they've uh, probably quite recently probably it was probably not meant to be and they probably changed it into him if that's the case. 
I love the idea that if it is for Bron, he's gone full Van Helsing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I was under the impression that given the werewolves and such, it was actually German, the first hunter from Bloodborne, because that's who he looks like to me. <laughs> Finally. Right. Yeah, he could be on the sort of side of good. He could be sort of like an anti-hero character or something. He could be a, a monster hunter-y sort of thing he could be a merchant like you this you there's nothing they show you his face and you're just like okay i'm interested i don't know what what's he's going happy. on that's right. all we know yeah <laughs> he's a smirky little fellow um, he's loving it <laughs> exactly adam uh any thoughts on the the quite numerous number of characters that we saw so many right so many characters which is funny because when you compare it to Resident Evil 7, there's like four characters or, you know, <laughs> there's the family and you and Mia, mm. and that's pretty much it. Um, so, and uh, you know, obviously Chris comes in at the end and whatever, but yeah, it's, it seems like there's a, a whole court of, of like nobles run presiding over this village. Um, could be vampires, could not be. Then you've got a bunch of villagers and stuff. Um, so, I'm, yeah, again, I, I'm just kind of dumbfounded. I'm very intrigued by everything. Um, mm. I'm I'm very excited about the castle, just because I know that it's going to look beautiful. So yeah, for sure. The uh, it will be interesting to see what kind of deformities and and horrors reside in that castle. I'm sure that the you know I'm sure they have a lot of weird, freaky minions and stuff mm. because we really haven't seen. I mean, outside of the kind of half man, half werewolf, werewolf thing. We haven't really seen any monsters, right? There's, n there's no. Yeah. We didn't see anything else really. We saw an old witch, but she could be good or bad. Who even knows? There. Um, there's a lot of scope for it to go in a in a hundred different directions. There's like the tiniest glimpse, like maybe five frames of what appears to be something similar to RE5's executioner jumping off a roof. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 big, yeah you're big, right. It looks bigger than a normal werewolf, but um, yeah. He jumps down off a roof, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So that could be a persistent enemy as well. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Almost certainly going to be a stalker in this game because that seems to be the of thing course, that Capcom's they, they stuck love on. But... It. Yeah. Could, could and be, could given, be I mean, given the, given the size of the inventory screen that they showed. Mm. I mean, I've got to believe there's going to be a ton of different things in this game, you know, like it, different weapons, different right. everything. So, yeah. you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype for it. I'm super interested about the weird vampires. I want to know how Ethan got stumped again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I think, I don't remember now, the RE7 sort of early trailers, if we saw, and there must have been some sort of shots of the moulded and stuff, right? Like, we didn't just see I the actually family. don't recall seeing No, they, did, they didn't show the moulded. Right, the moulded was so. kind of a weird surprise. Yeah, they so... I was like, oh, there's like monsters in this game. I'm sure they first showed up in the night nighttime update demo. That's mm. the first time we saw the moulded in-game, or any promotional material. Yeah. So we were left a little bit in the dark about stuff like that. And obviously there's, uh, you know, you're not going to ruin every surprise. You know, the monstrosities and stuff that you get to face later on down the game. Who knows? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a big gulf. There's a big mystery there. A big like lack of information that may not even get covered. Um, 
till we get the games in our hands. So that's interesting, and I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with that. I like that they've shown a little bit with the Beastmen type fellows. Um, and, and yeah, I like the mystery of it. James, any of these characters stand out for you particularly? Uh, they all do. They're all really, really super interesting. I want to bring attention to what Dimitri said in chat as well. Uh, Ethan has not been stumped. His um, his hand is bent backwards. You can mm. see his fingers. Like he hasn't been. Oh, stumped. I didn't notice that. Yeah, especially yeah. if you. I've seen the image brightened up by people, and you can see his thumb. So he, he didn't. He doesn't lose his hand again. It doesn't look like. I mean, not not yet. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's, that's a bit too soon. Give it time. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's probably lost a leg or something. I don't know. But yeah, uh, the the old lady is what's interesting me. The old lady mm. that you see um, with all the like. I don't know. Are they branches or something? Yeah, horns or something. Out her. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a she looks like a lesion from The Witcher, but old like an old lady pretending to be a lesion, which is like a big wooden monster thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, for some reason, Lisa Trevor popped into my head when I looked at her. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and I, I, I just, thing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but then I thought she's in a huge robe and she's got all this space around her and Steve brought it up on, on, on Twitter as well, that she's very, very potentially like, there's a good chance that she's a merchant of some kind. And if we're looking at the trailer, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what um, are you buying? Dear? <laughs> <laughs> and if, if, we're doing, up, up. Sorry. <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're going by like that, it's basically looking like RE4, which it does. Like, there's a lot of things it it drags from RE4. Um, I mean, mm. we could go on forever about that. Um, but a merchant is another thing that they need, and they only show they've only shown it for a couple. And she's just being creepy, like the old merchant was. Oh, like, she was sorry. Just standing there. I'm sorry. I need to say this because the chat has put it there. I just have to. Okay. I've got something you might be interested in, young man. Uh, right. <laughs> hey, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we're going to be really disappointed if that's if she's not the magician now. <laughs> she just um, opens up her cloak and there's this like oozy. That's what I want. Like, oh damn, Grandma! What's this y'all? Hopefully, she's got some lore attached to her, unlike the merchant. Yeah, um, you know, which which will be nice. Um, but yeah, get, definitely gave me Lisa Trevor vibes. Uh, Everyone else, like, I was super interested in the old man that you see at the beginning who is basically trying to run for his life. That tells us that, uh, well, he might not be the only one, but, you know, this this place is in turmoil. People, unlike RE4, where everybody hates you, um, in this game, we're going to have people that potentially might assist you that are part of the village, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really cool. Um, the the, the big, big uh, I call him Big Hammer Dude, he, yeah, he scared me, um, and he, he was also surrounded by people on that rooftop um, and on the ground as well. Um, and uh, are we going to talk about, uh, or, or do you want me to start the conversation about my theory about Mr. Harry Dude? Go for it. Do Mr. it. Harry Dude. Chris is the werewolf. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris is deaf. I don't know why, and I don't want to speculate because I want it to be a surprise for me. And I, in part, I want it to be a surprise for you as well. But I'm pretty sure that werewolf is Chris. It's the only werewolf man we see, um, which tells me that he's the only, I think he's the only one, or else they would have shown you like a sprawling, 
you know, shot of all these werewolf people, but Maybe, they only yeah. show you one, and he's... He could be the stalker-type enemy as yeah, well, yep. the werewolf. That's what I was thinking. And I don't... I Like, I don't, I don't want to put... I don't. I, I don't want to start thinking about it too much because I want Resident. I want Capcom to surprise me. Why Chris is that werewolf? You know, mm. I want to know. I, I, I want to know why, but I want to experience it in the game. I mean, that's uh, of all the theories. I did not expect to hear that. I'll give you that much. Fair enough. <laughs> you know if you if you look if you look at him, right, he's wearing the same outfit. He's wearing that shirt underneath. Right, and he's kind of ripped open. He's a hairy dude. I mean, all werewolves are, right? But so is Chris when you see him at the end. <laughs> and he's got the same hair. I know it sounds really dumb, right? But he's got the same hairline. Right. I'm gonna have Chris. to look back at this can, now. Can someone do me a favor and post this, you know, in the chat discussion? And obviously, listeners won't be able to see it. But yeah, yeah, we, we need to we need to do some deep dive analysis on that. Put the two pictures together, you know. Overlay them on Photoshop and reduce the uh, capacity. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I mean, you know, if if he if he's not, then fair enough. I've made a joke out of it, and it's like, <laughs> right. But if 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 I'm right, I'm really excited. That's an and I know idea. a lot of people aren't going to be excited because you know they don't want to see their boy. But we heard that he's not going to be the per se good guy in this game, right? Um, so, yeah, which we'll, we'll we'll go on to. But yeah, yes, it's uh, see. Look, look at that. And then I look can... at Chris. Yeah, kind of, I guess. <laughs> and now, reading the file orders from Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Chris Giorgio. Special Operations Division. Director Alan Droney and caretaker Mia Winters. Recent reports suggest that if Evelyn remains at her current location, she is at a high risk of being stolen by opposing organizations. Your orders, therefore, are to transfer Eveline to our Central American branch for safekeeping until further notice. During transfer, be sure to adhere to the following protocols. Act as parental guardians for Eveline at all times to avoid suspicion. Manage Eveline's vitals via the genome codex provided. If the mission is compromised beyond reconciliation, dispose of Eveline. Let's talk about Chris then, since since we've arrived at that point. Um, pretty shocking way to end a trailer, especially if you hadn't le uh, read the sort of rumour. Um, yeah, Chris appearing to... Some people say it isn't, but appearing to kill Mia, uh, shooting her five times with a handgun, which seems excessive, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... It's interesting, we obviously heard the rumours that Chris was going to be playing a... Not a bad guy role, but it was going to be a bit more of a questionable sort of thing going on here. Um, Adam, what did you think of this kind of shocking end to the trailer? Um, I didn't know what to think too much. Mm. My my initial reaction was that, I mean, you know, Mia has shown to be like in in Seven, she's kind of like susceptible to to what's happening and and she's not always necessarily good she's kind of covert mm. you know I mean, she's she, a, she's she a criminal she works with the connections exactly. you know she's a bioterrorist and, and, really. and, right exactly uh, and ethan is is left unaware and maybe that even reaches into this game of her being aware of this cult mm. 
And that's the reason that they're there because she's like, well, we got to get away or whatever. So she, like, why else are they going to be in some weird Romanian village? Like, it's not something that's on Ethan's radar, that's for sure. Right. I mean, this is true. So, mate, so it must be Mia that takes them or, or makes them go there, in my opinion. And, and if that's the case, maybe, you know, she's, she's more involved in that cult side as well. And maybe that's why. Chris is like, I'm sorry, and and has to put her down because she's being a naughty. Um, <laughs> I'm still of the opinion that Chris is an antagonist slash protagonist. I think he's the antagonist, but he's doing stuff because it's for maybe the greater good. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I really would be disappointed if it was something like, "Oh, mind control," you know, right? Or, yeah. or, it, or it's not Chris; it's someone with Chris's face. It's like, yeah, we, that's a shaky route to go back down already after Resident Evil Six. Yeah, um, we have a werewolf, so there's a potential like I know. for everyone to be right, for James to be right, because it's <laughs> like if he's like more of a classic. Um, I know it's in Romania, but like the Native American like shapeshifter type myth mythology mm. where he can change his face as well as his animal form i mean you know that's way left field but there's potential there sure i think you're, you're on the money though i think with the mia thing it's a good point um i think the plot synopsis they give on the website is basically they've just gone into hiding but you're right it seems like a weird place to go and i could how see, would you even I could see that think of thing. that as ethan you wouldn't be like Oh, yeah. let's go to a Romanian. You'd be like, I mean, honestly, you could do just as good. I mean, I could understand they don't want to stay in the South of America, <laughs> the deep South, but yeah. you could do plenty hiding right. there easy. Exactly. Know? It's it's a bit of a bit of a jump, um, which yeah. is interesting because we talked about the cult and stuff, and they have that fetus-looking thing. It does look like the E series body from RE Seven. So perhaps in some way this. Cole is affiliated with the connections and previous work they've done. So, yeah, yeah, maybe it's an intentional thing from her. I could see that. Um, Steve, how do you feel about the the the, the Chris moment? <laughs> through so many different stages of grief. Uh, <laughs> like denial and bargaining and stuff. I, I, I have sat down and thought about it. And I actually think that he's going to be he's the main catalyst for this whole thing. Right? Mm-hmm. I think either Chris is manipulated or he's doing it intentionally. But I feel like the way it frames is Chris and his little team of commandos, or I'm going to call them, break into Ethan's house, shoot Mitha, uh, Mia, no, Mitha. Mia, they shoot Mia, and I'm sh- I get the feeling he takes Ethan's baby, and that's why Ethan's like goes to you know, Romania. I, I, I get that feeling that Ethan's trying to get his child back. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, as for how and the why, part of me wonders, because I, if... Remember at the mold, it obviously it rips people's psyche away and can make them do whatever the person who controls the mold does wants, right? Um, so mm. if someone has access to that and has somehow infected Christopher, then that could be an explanation to why he's evil. I don't actually know that, that this is me grasping at straws. because uh, I am very much in denial of the good boy Chris becoming bad psycho murderer man. Uh <laughs> it, it hurts. He's also got a different voice actor again, which really kinda I love Jeff Shine, he's great as Carlos, but let him be Carlos. Don't let him be Chris and Carlos. Uh, yeah. that, that, that puzzles me. Like, yeah. night one. <laughs> night one, I'm like, this is not Chris. This is clearly Carlos. Uh, and everyone's like, no, Steve, it's Chris. Can't <laughs> said it, Chris. There's loads of evidence it's Chris. And I'm like, but it could 
<laughs> You're gonna confuse people. We had that with the last Chris, where everyone demanded that it was Hunk. Now we've got Chris is actually Carlos. It is a bit weird because um, we've had I just the, accepted it's Chris. Yeah, and we've and well, so he's got the new look, or rather the old look, I guess. Um, we've abandoned RE7 Chris and the redesign, which he, again was one of those rumors that we heard. And they were going to try and combine the two. To me, personally, it doesn't really look like they've combined the two. It just looks like they've aged up um, Chris from Vendetta and Six, which is, yeah. which, you know, it's fine. He is a shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> he's, had, he's had so many different incarnations. This is true. This is true. He's had many faces and many voices. I I don't know. I'm a, I guess I'm okay with it. It's, it's a thing, obviously, where Capcom is showing that they listen to the fans. But at the same time... It's going to be weird looking back at RE7, Chris, especially now they didn't carry on with it. People were like calling for patches for RE7 to patch in new Chris, which is oh, just, geez. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. It's very oh, strange. pointless. It's stupid. Just make that guy like hunk or something. Like, I think they could honestly retroactively do something with that as a story if they wanted to. If they wanted to explain it in lore... You've got some opening there to do something and say that RE7 Chris wasn't Chris. Because you've got years between RE7 and RE8 now to fill in some story The thing is, is that we as fans like obsess over that kind of stuff, but Capcom isn't thinking twice about it. That's Chris no, absolutely. in RE7. And like, this is Chris in RE8. Boom. Yeah. And this is Chris in RE Village. Yeah. Like... We we we're gonna go into it way more than they ever will and be like, oh, what if this? What if that? Blah blah blah. Um, but they're just like, yeah, well, we're not going back to that. Like <laughs> we did <laughs> exactly. that. That you know, why commit time and and resources? Right, for sure. Um, and other than being a werewolf, uh, what was your first reaction to Chris James? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So, Adam. You were talking earlier on about this baby theory, okay? I'm putting my Tim Four hat on again. He is the baby boy. <laughs> he is the hairy baby. No, Mia is Mia is Mia Mia maybe maybe Mia is pregnant again. With Chris's Mia. baby. With Chris's baby. <laughs> That's why he shoots her. He's like, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> um no, but uh, maybe maybe she's pregnant with the baby. Maybe that was uh, what we seen at the beginning. Maybe that was some kind of um, uh, dream of me as an Ethan's, and she's actually pregnant with this chosen baby. And Chris is like, "Nah, we ain't having no demon baby." Mm. And then shoots the shoots Mia, right? Because he cannot let that happen, right? However, that's also not very Chris. But if we go into the werewolf theory. Okay, he's he's savage, right? If he's somehow been turned in some way, I'm not sure how yet. I don't, again, I don't want to speculate, but if he's some, you know, he is compromised, you know, and yeah, so he is like, we can't let this happen. Bang, bang, bang. Mir is dead. Ethan's like, what the hell? What the hell? You know, and uh, yeah, Chris is like, well, I've got I've got rid of the threat. The threat is gone. Right. Obviously. I can totally see that. Yeah. This is, Res- to- this is Resident Evil. The threat is not gone, Chris. You've got to be fair. Quickly. Oh, go on, Steve. All right, okay, right. If Ethan and Mia have had a demon baby, which implies that the mold is still in their system to a degree, right? Mm. Mia might not even be dead. That lady took round after round to the face in RE7, had an axe in the neck. I was going to bring up the exact same point, Steve. Yeah, so. very, very good yeah, point, actually. Yeah. She took an axe to the neck. She's taken all kinds of damage and... 
she could and ethan i mean in the trailer like that when he pulls the curtain back and that guy fires a shotgun that shotgun is directly right at him <laughs> scatters around him flash apparently. yeah i mean i there's no, i don't know how that dude missed like um so like i don't know maybe there's something weird to do with ethan amir as well becoming like you know able to take so much damage mm. and stuff like and Maybe that's why they're potentially venerated by people in the village. Like, oh, look at these people, you know, like. That's, that's cool. the immortals. Yeah, exactly. And right. that's maybe why the uh, weird, like, court of well-dressed ladies are interested <laughs> in them as well. Yeah, actually, I could totally, I could totally see that. Um, I think Mia is kind of an interesting character because she is framed as kind of a protagonist because you do get to play as her I suppose um, in RE7 um, but she is kind of on the side of quote unquote bad in the fact that she's a bioterrorist so I always thought she presents quite an interesting character especially following up after 7 the events and how they impact her I kind of thought they would actually make her the next primary antagonist uh, primary protagonist rather than Ethan so I wouldn't actually be unhappy if she gets shot a bunch of times and then comes back at the end of the game as long as she does something awesome with it like tries to take her revenge on Chris and you get a real like sethering of um, sides here where it's good versus good because it's you know other people's agendas and stuff like that and goals just clashing they're not necessarily oh, bad cool. guys but you've got these kind of this yeah Ian and Mia me on one side and Chris on the other I don't know it just seems like an interesting idea I think yeah. it could even go down to at the end, like the classic choice. Choice, like, yeah, yeah, different endings. Different endings. So you could have like Mia is involved with this cult and wants the baby. Ethan wants the baby, but to raise it, you know, nicely or whatever. And then Chris is doing whatever Chris does, mm. and there could be could be a lot of choices in there, even as to where, how the baby ends up. You know it could end up being like a, a weird bio monster at the end who even knows right definitely i have a good question to push towards everyone for this one we talked that's the end of the trailer with chris but we also have an interesting question at the very beginning of the trailer where it opens with the sentence and i haven't checked but it's something like um his story comes to a close i think it is um, it's not really specified who exactly that is talking about. James, what do you think? Is this Ethan? Is this Chris? Is this going to be the final appearance of Chris Redfield finally? Or is this going to be <laughs> wind up being nothing or something? <laughs> well, I hope it's not going to be nothing. <laughs> that, that would that would be mean um, to the entire community. Mm. Uh, I think it's Chris. Um, and although it breaks my heart because he is, well, he's the most celebrated um, character of this series, um, he may have. I think this game is basically meant to show you, and kind of with RE6 and the, and, uh, sorry, the, uh, the 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 films as well. Um, sorry, the the CGI films. Mm -hmm. You're kind of seeing a downward spiral of Chris. Yeah, he's starting to lose. He's starting to lose it a little bit, right? And you know, if you connect those 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 links, those those connections. Uh, excuse the pun, right? And he just. He's been here the the longest amount of time. I do agree with uh, our boy Sonny Bauer on Twitter. He made a tweet about I want to bring some attention to this because, and and Steve also agreed um, that if Chris goes, 
there needs to be some kind of I know this sounds weird, but some kind of memorial with Jill with Claire. There needs to be some kind yeah, of absolutely. connection there because I mean we've had eight eight main games now. Right, and he's um, appeared in the last, you know, four of them if you include this game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we haven't heard from Jill. We haven't heard from Claire. It's it it wouldn't be fair on his right. character. Every, every everything they have drawn towards if he was to die. I do believe he is going to be the one. Well, it says come to a close. Maybe he just retires and goes to the woods. Right, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But um, you know, I don't think it's Ethan because I think they're just getting started with him. Um, maybe there's a new character we haven't seen yet. Perhaps like, it really could be. Could be anything. It's that vague. It could be, yeah, referring to a character that hasn't even shown up. It's Wesker's ghost. It's his story <laughs> that comes to a close. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in agreement. Um, I think we've spoken about this before. If I haven't mentioned it on the podcast, I'm sure it's come up in conversation, and it's and it's come up in videos that we've made as well, where I think that Chris's character arc needs to come to a, a finish, and I think it's an appropriate time to do so. Whether you know they kill him off or they retire him, I think it's. This is probably the right story to do it in if we're going with this kind of clashing of goals sort of thing going on. Um, and then sort of perhaps even passing the torch a little bit. And in terms of a memorial, it's yes, because I mean, it seems silly almost, but um, Chris is kind of Resident Evil's equivalent to MCU's Iron Man. So yes, we should have a final scene like that, you know. So... Yeah, I, I'm a big, big agreement. And I apologise now. I just realised if anyone hasn't seen Endgame, and I just spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, how do you feel about that opening sentence? I think it's the merchant. We're finally getting <laughs> back with money. His story's finally going to close after all this time. Um, no, I would, I would like it to be Chris. I think that's the braver move to be like, Chris is done. And then everyone's going to be like, no, we want Chris. Uh, Because they want to play him in a standalone game. Uh, I honestly feel like it might be Ethan, though. Um, I think that in... yeah, I have no reason to think this. But I feel that Capcom are going... It's going to sound dumb that they're going down the more realistic route when this is maybe the most bombastic (laughs) we've seen. But in terms of action, you know, obviously, like... Resident Evil 6 was like super bombastic with action and the and these more recent titles haven't been as action packed and I think that they are going to maybe go to tell a bit more contained stories so like 7 and 8 yeah. will form a contained story and then I think maybe 9 you know obviously that's way way off in the future Maybe we'll even have a different perspective shift. I think that that's what Resident Evil is doing, especially with Resident Evil Revelations kind of doing that almost. I know they're characters we've seen, but they're kind of contained stories. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is the same. I think that seven and eight are, are going to be like a beginning and an ending contained type story, and then and then we'll go to the next thing. I would argue that there'll be a nine that's part of this. Um, I mean, I think that the overarching, yeah, I think that the overarching mythos will will remain, mm-hmm. but I think that we'll see different characters. Yeah, oh, interesting. With interesting, with you know, and and then we have like the classic character drop-ins. So like Chris has been in seven and eight, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if 
nine and ten had you know a di- a, a different antag a protagonist, and then maybe like Barry is is on the scene or someone else is on the scene right. for it. You know, that would be cool. Um, There's enough characters to spread that love out without yeah without putting all those characters in one story and it being too much bloated. Yeah, uh, yeah. As we saw with that. six, yeah. Um, I think that's what they take maybe even took away from six is that it was like everyone's trying. You can't have everyone be the main character. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they picked Ethan for two games in a row and there would be a part of me that would be just kind of like, well, you missed a trick making kind of like a trilogy of him with the protagonist at this point. It feels a bit uneven to do two, but what do I know? Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and, you know, not Resident Evil 8 Village. So, you know, apparently... <laughs> <laughs> being consistent matters more to me um steve what do you think about this opening sentence i 100 percent think it's chris mm-hmm. uh, like uh, i've come to this conclusion now and i look at all the things i mean the key art on the website is, is chris's face everything that shows chris and like it's definitely chris's ending i feel like even if it's like a tragic ending i feel like this is where chris bows out at the end like I mean, as much as it would be nice to say, yeah, it's Ethan sending, like it, like you said, it, it makes no sense to have this kind of like story arc of two games and then just write him off. Right. Whereas Chris has got a legacy now. So I would get, get scripted in that episode of Profile side because I feel like Chris is coming up. <laughs> yeah, I think, you're, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, actually, it's a good point to say, we're all talking about this. But Capcom have had a chance to do this before, and they bottled it. So we'll see if they actually pull the trigger this time, I guess. <laughs> um, at the perspective th- of persons, right? You know, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go for it. They, if you, if it was about Ethan, I get the feeling it'd be more like your story comes to end or something. And uh, it's just yeah. the way because uh, Chris is his; he's not the player character. I, I, I don't know. The part that suggests it to me as well. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, you know. They say he's a very important character, so his holds some serious weight to it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see that. I'm going to open the floor a little bit to finish up on any last predictions that people might have. Um, I have one that suddenly popped in my head last night, which is which is nothing. But you know what? I'm going to put my chip down on this. I'm going to say it now. Here is my, my tiny little one. We're talking about this kid. We didn't talk about this kid's name. This kid is going to be called Zoe Winters. That's my prediction. Aww. That's going to be the, the nice nod. I'm trying to think, you know, unless they pull another name out, is, is they're going to give a nod to another character. I think Joe. it makes sense. <laughs> Joe Winters, yeah. Maybe. Leon S. Winters. <laughs> <laughs> the baby is also called Chris. <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's, um, let's open the floor. I'm just going just gonna to let whoever jumps first. Anyone got any wild umbrella. theories or extra bits umbrella yeah go for it umbrella right, umbrellas all over this trailer there's a, there's like at least one emblem and then you could argue that weird sigil is uh, also the umbrella logo with twigs and wings yes like how the- how early did we find like i i'm i don't remember and and you guys are better at the law than i am how long ago did we did they start talking about umbrella of europe uh at least RE3, at least RE3. Like the original RE3? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Just because I feel like that, like that's something that stood out to me in, the, in the remake. Resident 3. Evil 2, even, because Chris goes to Europe. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't even flip and think about that because that's a very unexplored thing as well. Umbrella, yeah, yeah. And obviously, they they kind of clash with classic Umbrella because of the 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 Nemesis notes where they're like, "This isn't like regular Umbrellas." Like, no, this isn't a great, you know, weapon. But obviously, Umbrella of Europe are like, "This is a great weapon." So it'd be interesting to see. Like maybe umbrella. That's that's exactly mm. why we have wolfmen and stuff because umbrella of Europe are like this is the avenue we want to go down. Zombies are dumb. I can appreciate that umbrella of Europe for the unconventional division. They go for like bizarre as opposed to just making more and more right. monster I mean, titan men. To be fair, and this also links into like remake three and potential remake four four plot threads is they're the ones that came up with the nemesis parasite. They're the ones that made Nemesis a possibility. So right. they've obviously been dealing in some weirder stuff for a longer time. So Plus. obviously we know they're going to be, Umbrella is going to be a part of this. It's set in Umbrella Europe. So we're going to have some some stuff we've never seen or heard before. Some some brand new Umbrella lore, potentially. With like and, it, and it gives us a big scope for a, uh, like a new set of overarching enemies. Like- yeah, potentially. Like, because we've already seen, like, James Marcus and all of that, but Umbrella of Europe can have their own gang of dudes where you're like, oh, this is the guy, and mm. so and on, I, you know. This is I Oswell like- Spencer. Oswell, spelt with an S instead of a <laughs> <Right>. Z. <laughs> I like the idea as well that we're unearthing parts of the dead Umbrella that we've never seen. We'll get to explore the ruins of that side of Umbrella um, and retroactively sort of go backwards to, into their history. So that's quite exciting. And yeah. Steve, you you did you did point out so challenge to that that I never noticed. If you take away that fetus from the, the sort of weird symbol that Capcom said is going to play a huge role, and you bring those wings in a bit, it very much looks like the segments of the umbrella logo. So I could almost see that happening in game. There's going to be like a big door where that happens and kind of reveals dun 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 umbrella, even though we already know because it's it's in the trailer. A hundred percent have ties to this village that are way beyond yes. the norm. Like. Uh, I would argue it's going to be somewhere on the Raccoon City level, just in some other way. It's going to be either an experiment that's been left to go haywire since Umbrella lost a fight with the stock market that one time, um, <laughs> you know, or it's going to be something like that. I get the feeling this is either something tied with Evelyn's mold or the, the Connections mold or it's Umbrella or it's both. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about or touch on was the scene with like the SWAT team. Right. I think they're coupled with Chris's raid on uh, Mia and Ethan. It's the same kind of lighting hues to the scene. Fair, yeah. Yeah, I I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Although, one of the screenshots makes it look like one of those people has white hair and is a very slender frame, which reminds me of everyone's favourite Russian snivelling. Maybe that that even happened. Obviously, like, at the early parts of the game, maybe that's why they leave. He shoots her, but she doesn't die because of the molded. And they're like, yeah, right, that could be set to... in America. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. the SWAT team is not going to be in Romania. They're like, I mean, it's just not going to happen. They would, yeah, especially in that kind of remote village where everyone's dressed yeah, like and, sort of and the And the stuff that the SWAT team is wearing is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like America police like SWAT team gear. Yeah. I mean, the house looks modern as well. It's yeah. not like rustic and worn down like everything so that else. that could and... be the reason that she could have got pregnant or whatever and they're like, well, like, I don't know. But maybe uh, Mia's actively trying to kill Chris at the time and that's why she gets shot, like, even though she's on the floor when we see her, but... 
Potentially, so. or, or she, or like you said, she decides to uh, move them all to Romania because she thinks exactly. if Chris follows us here, then he's basically doomed because he's going to be messing with all this uh, weird cult that she already knows about somehow. For sure, it's possible. Mm. There's a yeah, it's a wide open space of speculation. I've seen some crazy stuff out there. Uh, <laughs> vampire ladies being Natalia, Sherry, Claire, <laughs> Rachel, oh, no. that kind no, of stuff. Not, you know. Uh, People just, I like, it's the reason we love the fandom, but it's also a lot. Uh, It's like, you're never going to get people to stop that kind of crazy speculation. But none, like watching the trailer, like, I don't know if it's just me, but none of that like jumps me where I'm like, oh, it could be whoever. It's just going to be other characters, you know? Right, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, part <laughs> of these new games is the fact that they get to introduce all these new characters in this new location. Um, so they should, instead of being like, oh, surprise, it's such and such, you know. Um, but shout I out to... I would imagine as well. I was going to say shout Sorry, out to Stars in our, in our Sherry Birkin episode where he was talking about how everyone <laughs> was speculating yeah, that every yeah, blonde right, character everyone. was Sherry. Um, and that yeah. is, you know, well, now we are seeing it with our first brand new game reveal that we've had since the podcast, we probably could be guilty of it being like, oh my God, it could be for Braun. What if this guy's the merchant? Yeah. But yeah, if to a certain extent. Barry into a well. I still have these guns, a missed opportunity. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So I would be, in, so I would imagine as well, like if we are, if it is the end of Chris's story, I would imagine that Chris might be playable. Mm. Um, I think I it would be that. a brave move to have Chris go out in a game where you don't like just as a side player. So what you think they're gonna do? Pull a Metal Gear Solid Two, and you think you're playing as Ethan, but you're actually gonna be playing as Chris most of the time. No, I don't think that. I think you'll still be playing as Ethan, but I think that there will be a Chris yeah. moment. I mean, like I said, if Chris is going out in this game and he spends the whole game as just an NPC then I think people will feel a little bit maybe betrayed by that. I expect that he'll get a playable segment in the same way that, like I said, we swap over to Mia at some point in RE7. Right. I could see that. Yeah, I could imagine a third act end up being the hero Chris and dying that way. Seeing, um, Speaking of playable segments, there's one thing I want to just throw in that I would like to see. With the whole... Werewolf, werewolf aspect being a uh, big deal, apparently. Mm. I kind of hope there is at least one section where Ethan gets infected and you get to play that <laughs> kind of moment. You know? Sure. Uh, it's an interesting idea. Uh, yeah. Run around slashing stuff up with some claws. Yeah. It being a uh, apparent, well, if it's following traditional werewolf style, I mean, it doesn't have to, but if it's a reversible transformation and that kind of, what the hell was I doing last night? That whole uh, nightmarish mm. thing. I, I always love those things in there, uh, should we say, that kind of horror fiction. Mm. I think that the way Chris goes is his true antagonist. It wasn't Wesker all along. You know, that boulder chased Leon down that hill. <laughs> and and then Chris back. got his revenge on the boulder by, like, punching it. But he didn't know that the boulder had kids. And those kid boulders grew up with resentment in their hearts. And they're going to get it <laughs> finally. He's going to be standing under the wrong ledge. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Sounds like a Looney Tunes episode. <laughs> so, have you got any crazy crackpot theories? Just, just I mean, curious. We touched on many of them. I mean, I do have stuff that I've seen that I agree with. Um, but beyond, you know, what we've talked about, I don't think I have 
anything too wild. I do think that guy could be for Bron. Does that count as crackpot? I think I, I, that would be cool. Um, and yeah, there's going to be some unearthing of Umbrella, definitely. We need for Bron. Waluigi for the win. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of werewolves, though, uh, I was just thinking about RE7's DLC. And hopefully this game, well, obviously it's way off yet, but hopefully it gets a good amount of DLC support as well. That might be where you get your werewolf gameplay. You could throw that in there. There's some crazy stuff in RE7, like Jack's birthday party or the, the thing where you punch the molded as Joe. So maybe they'll have like a first-person werewolf. Joe Baker DLC when, Capcom. Yeah, have him shipped over to Europe. Um, <laughs> people are asking in the chat for us to cover a couple of things. Uh, Lionheart said, how long do you think the game's going to be? I would imagine around the same sort of time playing that as RE7 is probably similar, which I'd be happy with, totally. Um, I'm going to go with RE4's length, and I said it because of the actual focus and the currency. Yeah. I could see that. And uh, Choji asks if we think that they will make it VR optional, and I would say that is a 100% guarantee. Yeah, RE7 was like a poster child for PlayStation VR. There's no way they're missing that out again. Yeah, definitely. We've yet to see what the VR options are for PlayStation 5, but I'm assuming there will be some, right? Yeah, they a part of that PS5 um, stream, they showed uh-huh. the, 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 the Astro Bot game things again that were a part, like mascots for the VR. So, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's certainly yeah. coming. Of course it is. Okay, yeah. perfect. So, I, I, I imagine that, yeah, Resident Evil will be a big part of it. You know, the sequel to the biggest VR game of all time, you know. Definitely, yeah, which is also... People are worried about frame rates. I've seen Twitter about twi- uh, that on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, for it to be smooth in VR, they have to knock it down to be 60 hertz. They still have a year to optimize it. I wouldn't worry about yes. the performance issues of the trailers and things just quite yet. Yes. Uh, I thought I'd mention that because some people have been kicking up a fuss. And VR, you have to have it smooth. Otherwise, it's just motion sickness the entire time. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of rumors and, and leaks and stuff out there. We're going to. I think maybe try and tighten up on talking about it too much now um, because, you know, in an effort not to spoil it for ourselves and others when stuff becomes true. Now that the game is definitely on its way, um, we'll probably probably try and squeeze up a little bit about it. I don't know when it's going to come. They say 2021. The one thing I will say is that Dusk Golem has said that um, it's, yeah, they're still working on replacing a lot of aspects of the game sort of uh so that so obviously some complaints about the way the game looks or potentially runs that might be fixed between now and launch of course apparently there's some placeholder uh models and textures and stuff still in there so so if you're not sure about the visual style it might look uh darn sight better when it does arrive at some point in 2021 but we don't know when that's going to be and yeah the next time we're going to see it is august um and yeah we're going to have to make a commitment whether or not you want to upgrade your PC for it or if you're going to spend out for a brand new console because it's only coming to these next-gen systems now. Despite the rumours that it was going to be cross-gen, it looks like they've now focused on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. So, yeah, looks like I'll be going PS5, I suppose. Yeah, I guess we're all going to be buying new stuff. (laughs) I'm still thinking I'm going to just upgrade my PC this time, but I might get a console to play with hashtag the crew. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry for the podcast making you spend money on new consoles so we can come. Oh, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my justification. All right, I, uh, I, I, I have to, I have to get the PS5 because of Demon Souls. Oh, this is true. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yes, that looked beautiful. Definitely. All right, let's let's wrap her up. Last question for everyone. 
hype level. What is your hype level at, James? How hyped are you for RE8 slash Philly? Um, oh man, that's hard. That's every time I know it's it's kind of a repeating record with me because every single time a new Resident Evil game comes out, <laughs> I get so hyped because I don't really have. I just it, it sounds weird because when you when you listen to me, it doesn't sound like I uh, I I like kind of don't have expectations, you know, I, I, I'm full <laughs> expectations, you know, but no, I, I'm hype because I'm excited to see what games companies are going to give me. Mm. Um, and Capcom always deliver for me, right? So every time a new game comes out, I'm super excited about it because I just want to experience their game. Um, and this is a brand new one, a brand new RE, R, you know, Resident Evil game. And this will be the first time because I wasn't here for yeah. Because we weren't we weren't a thing when Re Resident Evil Seven came out. No, this exactly. would be the, this would be the first time that I've been a part of anything when a new Resident Evil has come out mm -hmm. as well, which is going to be so cool. So yeah, my hype levels are twenty out of ten. They're through, through the roof. I'm I'm super super excited. Awesome, glad to hear it. And optimism is always welcome. Steve, how excited are you for Village? Well, I'm trying just for just this once. I'm trying to be maintaining uh, a sane <laughs> level of control over my hype, but I'm very easily excitable. That said, the setting alone has drawn me in, yeah. and if we learn more about Umbrella and the law, that is amazing too. Plus, new monsters. Oh God, I'm getting swept up in the hype. Move on to someone else. Quick, <laughs> uh, Adam, what's your hype level at? Yeah, I'm pretty hyped just because of all of the unknown. Um, mm -hmm. That that always makes me more excited than I prefer not to know details. Um, just because I, it's all, always more exciting to to think of what could be than than if someone tells you everything. Um, I was thinking though, like they were so ex they 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 made a deal over Resident Evil Seven having like the you know the the roman numerals in the name um i'm wondering if the whole village thing just came around because of the the roman numerals working that way mm -hmm. that would make me laugh if they were like <laughs> um what words can we make out of this village okay let's do it in a village right. i actually talked about this on the server with the uh, the guys and we we're trying to figure out how resident evil 9 would be i've got two applicants so far it's resident evil crucifix or crucifixion or resident evil twix Oh, see, I, so it's going to be set in a chocolate factory. I, oh, it's yeah. funny because I was also thinking about that, and I was thinking exile with the I making the first part oh. of the E and then the X. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. Biohazard, village, and exile. And yeah, I think I exile is Chris Redfield. He's the exile. Wait, no. <laughs> but his story has come to a close. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But then he just starts it, and it, the next one will be like a new story. <laughs> just because a story ends doesn't mean he's dead. <laughs> it's about how every other character deals with the fact that he's no longer around. That's what it is. Yeah. The, yeah. Ne the next Resident Evil like, is just going to be a Sims clone of Chris <laughs> just surviving in the mountains. Yeah. He's just you hanging know, out in a shack. <laughs> That's fantastic. And of course, it has to be said, uh, God, oh, why, oh, why did we start making jokes about Pueblo? And now the next game is called Resident Evil Pueblo. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. It's all part of our plan. Yeah, it's good for the SEO. 
Well, nothing else remains for me but to thank our contributors. If you'd like to be part of the show, then please look into auditioning for our file readings. One way to get in touch is to email us at fasprayPod at gmail.com. But of course, the best course of action is to join our Discord server where you can discuss Resident Evil with us and other fans and listen to the podcast live as it's being recorded. The link to the server is in the description of this podcast and also on our social media profiles. You can follow us on Twitter at FASpraypod, on Instagram at FASpraypod, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash FASpraypod. You can find the podcast on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. And if you enjoyed the show, please do leave us a review where you can. It helps spread the word. Thank you to the panel. You can follow all of the Pueblo people individually. I'm at Sarniak underscore one, two, three. Steve is at FB Steve was taken. Uh, Adam is at Vicar zero one. And James is at Moist Owlet OFF. And finally, thank you for listening and have a good week. Uh, I don't even think I sound that convincingly like an old lady. I just, I just like doing the voice. They just like hearing you, man. Yeah, isn't it? What's your <laughs> mouth, youngin? <laughs> now, now say read. Stranger, get, get off your phone and read a book. <laughs> now you get off your phone and read a book. You're so oh, wrong. God, I'm going Monty Python to the end of the year. Right <laughs> He's not the Messiah. He doesn't owe me enough money. Uh, <laughs> right. He's what not Chris Redfield. What? He's a very naughty hunk. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What's this weak-ass nine-millimeter bullshit, Gary? Give yourself a 50 cow. <sighs> We've lost right. the plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.